This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the tinfoil hat titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? It's your man Dame Gone Wild, the West Side Landlord, the pride of PA, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 146. Yeah. What's up, man? Got you hot today. Man. Nigga, hot like fish grease. Man, I've been so fucking irritated today specifically, but all week, man. Niggas just really been getting on my fucking nerves all week. Though. You know what? The the side of entrepreneurial life that people don't understand is that uh, we go through, you know, we, we're a black-owned business. We try and do what's right. We try and support others. But, yo, don't try and shit on us. Like, not, not once. Don't try and take advantage of me and don't try and shit on me because, like, this is our fucking time. Like, we got nine to fives for real. We got family. I got a family, kids. You know, Jay got a personal life and all that shit, but don't try to fuck over us. Man, you know I am with time, man. Like, time is like. You can't get it back. You, you can't fucking get time back. I'm not sure. And no, don't I'm, waste mine. I'm not showing them nowhere late. I'm always early. I'm going to be imprecise. Like, I, I value my Oh, yeah. Time. When, when you come to do, when you book a session here and you're going to get either me, Jay, or one of our partners, shout out to Muddy or Cool Breeze. You're going to get one of the four of us, and we're going to be here. You're not going to be waiting, banging on the door. we already going to be here what, ready to greet you and ready to work. So I guess, yeah, I'll I say that portion. <laughs> I could go on a rant. How was your week, though, man? Oh, uh, man, this has been a motherfucking challenging week. Uh, what if, happened to your foot, man? Well, if you follow me on the gram, you'll see that I'm in a fucking concrete timberland for the next two weeks. Uh, you know, I had a procedure done on my foot. About a week ago, maybe two, and the shit just wasn't healing right. Mm. Uh, I had a follow-up with my podiatrist. That nigga took a look at that shit. He was like, you need to go to an infectious disease doctor. Oh, Jesus. And, nigga, I wasn't prepared for that shit. I'm thinking I'm about to go to work. So I rolled out. Maybe the job is tired of your ass, ain't they? Yeah, they is. They like, hold on, fam. Like, I mean, <laughs> I go to my real doctor on Monday. I think I'm going to ask this nigga, like, can you give me, like, a week or two off just to chill the fuck out but anyway i went to <laughs> infectious disease doctor he took a look at that shit he said where the where the wound was he's like it's never gonna heal because you got on this wrapping plus you got on a shoe and you walking on it and just yeah. the friction so he's like that shit's never gonna heal right so he said so what we gonna do is put a cast on this bitch mm. 
I'm like, nigga, I'm fucking 37 years old. I ain't never broke a bone. Ain't never had a cast in my life. I've, I've had a cast. Yeah, I, I came here for one thing. I Literally, for like a follow-up appointment, I left with a fucking cast. So I got this big-ass boot on my shit for the next two weeks. So. Why didn't they just give you like a walking boot? Because that it keeps your foot in there, you know what I'm saying, sturdy. And like it's it won't, I don't know. I think He was just trying to immobilize the area so I, I don't do no more damage to yeah. it. Because in all honesty, like, the infection, it got so bad, like, I had a, the possibility of losing my motherfucking foot. So, I mean. Jesus Christ. You know, Damn. glory to God that, you know, these doctors and all this money I pay for insurance finally finally shook and came together. But, man. you know, God is good, man. I get to keep <laughs> keep my left joint. Man, my shit started acting right this week, man. I've been limping. You I know saw you saying? had a little limp Today, when you answered the dough. Yeah, but for the most part, man, I'm, I'm about I'm about, about 85, 90% there as far as, like, just walking normal. I can't run yet. Okay. <laughs> I try I, I try to do a little jog today, you know what I'm saying, to the car. Yeah, ain't nobody running. I'm walking yeah, yeah. I'm walking like the pimp that I really am. And my shit's still a little swollen. Shit, I was worried because, like, my shit, it wasn't, like. Getting better. Yeah. And that's how I was. I went to had to, I had to go buy some um, some diabetic socks. No, the the compression socks. Yeah. I know what well, you're talking like about. Like the, the they kind of like loose to the off yeah. that shit because like having the tighter socks on like is it was putting too much pressure. Like I'm like I think this shit is not going down. Have you gone to the doctor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm good. It didn't swelling and went down the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? Look, I am my nigga because we know. like this is my last hurdle towards good health and like I can't be fucking around this. My foot hurts like a motherfucker. So I, I mean, was, I was worried. Like, damn, if a nigga try me in these last couple of days, they gonna try to. I'm gonna have to shoot a nigga. Yeah, and but, that's the same way I feel. Like, I feel like, like I got a little bit of a disadvantage. But don't run up on me because this 38 is sending you back to Jesus. <laughs> Swear to God, you'll meet him before I will. Man, so uh, so look, man, let me tell you some shit that happened uh, other day. I did this little Twitter story and shit, but so uh, I guess this is Thursday morning, yesterday morning and shit. Um, you know my my alarm clock go off at like five five thirty and six. You know you gotta you got that transition into waking up. Yeah yeah yeah. So after the first alarm, uh, you know I got the ring doorbell. Yeah. You know whatever. I hear the chime go off like somebody at the front door. Like it's like five ten in the morning and shit. I'm like that's a predator. You know I'm like what the like what the fuck? So I look at the goddamn um look at the camera and I don't see nothing. But I had parked in the front of the house tonight. You got to stop parking on the street. Park, you just got to stop doing that shit. I park random places. I don't ever want you to know if I'm near and which, which I'm not. I might park on the side of the house, front of the house, might park in the garage. You ain't, you ain't going to never know if I'm home or not. What's the use of having a good working garage and you don't use the bitch? Listen, you never going to know if I'm in that bitch or not. So listen. So look. I shit go off. I look at. Fucking urban ninja ass nigga. I see. I'm like, it's a car parked behind my car. Okay. And I. Like it's not a lot of room. Like you, you got to be covering some shit. Yeah, I, I know where you. I know your crib. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. so like, I'm like, and I can hear kind of like music and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? So, um, was they trying to break in your shit? It's just a car park and it's dark, so I really can't see shit. So yeah. I'm like, all right, I give it. A, I'm like, all right, I'm tripping this shit, right? So I remember, like, I got to shoot these two episodes out to some clients. So I, I ran to the computer, did that shit, boom, 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 and I look at my uh. I checked the damn camera again. The car's still parked there. And I turned the microphone on so I can hear him like, fuck is that music and shit? So I'm like, is that somebody in the car or not? 
So I'm like, fuck it. I put some clothes on. And shit. I'm like, I guess I'm about to go to work early. I'm about to get my day started a little yeah. earlier. So I'm like, all right, fuck this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put the automatic start on, start the car up, you know what I'm saying, try to see, see what the fuck is going on, see if a nigga yeah. pull off or some shit. Ain't nothing happen. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'm about to go outside. But I'm not going out the front. I'm like, is it a nigga out here waiting on me to, to go to work? Like, you know what I'm saying? I go to yeah. work relatively at the same time. Same time, time yeah. I'm like, is it a nigga out here working, waiting for me to go to work or some shit? So I'm like, all right, bet. Slide out the back door and shit. I'm like, so since I can control my lights on my phone, so as I slide out the back door, I start turning the lights on and off like in the living room and shit. So whoever in the front of the car uh, could be looking at that way while I'm creeping and shit, of course. I had to. I had had yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My, my friend with me. You know what I'm saying? The bigger friend. Okay. See, just you know what I mean? <laughs> Sit, refund him right on back to the Lord hey, he himself. Had to have the, he had to have an extender out there just in case. You, yeah. know, you never know. Whatever. So I'm creeping on his on the driver's slide and shit. And so I pull up. I get over there and shit. And I hear the this nigga got the window rolled down because the music's over. And I look over. This nigga and that bitch knocked out. I'm like, so... You wake him up? No, I didn't. So I'm like, the car is damn near on the curb and like angled, there's a tree in front, like angled like toward a tree. I'm like, oh, this nigga must be drunk. Or if you was out here waiting for me, you fucking fell asleep. Yeah. Either way, you have no idea that I got the drop on your dumb ass. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't wake the nigga up because I ain't. you don't want to startle a nigga like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then... He start. I started on him. He started me. I shoot. You know what I'm saying? It just. Yeah, yeah I feel you. So, uh, I, I got my shit. You know what I'm saying? I dipped off and shit. Went to work. I got to work. Checked the damn ring doorbell again. Police behind the nigga car and shit with the party lights on and shit. So I guess the nigga was drunk. Drunk. You know what I'm saying? I'm like three one three day must have did you real good and Man. shit. Did you do anything for three one three day? Uh, I was down. I was spent some time downtown. Okay. I took some pictures. I went down to the. The beach. Where is that at? Uh, one zero zero one Woodward. Okay, because you had all them white balls around. I you. deleted that comment. <laughs> <laughs> First, if, oh, by the way, if you ever write some bullshit on my comics, I'm deleting that shit. I saw you deleted it. <laughs> I, I went back to see if you acknowledged it. And I said, "This I old nigga deleted my shit." I delete niggas' comments all the time. <laughs> or if it's like a like I said, if I take a picture of some shit, right? It's a cold picture. Hundred lights, no comments. Don't be the first nigga to make no random ass comment. Like, <laughs> shit don't even. Some shit don't need a comment. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get this shit out of here, dog. Fuck off. All right. Um, I saw you deleting my shit. Though. Uh, I thought we was better than that. Man, I delete. But I was shit. on some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I delete bullshit. I don't discriminate. So I went down to uh, Bloodline Dynasty Tattoos had this special going where you can get like either old english d or 313 on you for like 20 bucks since yeah. it was like 313 day so i went down there i was trying to get some facetime with the butcher see if she see if she can uh shoot on down but i wasn't able to get get no talk with her but the artist that uh that did my tattoo came out dope you got a new one yeah yes yeah, it's, it's on the back of my arm oh like i'm i'm losing Losing real estate. Like, I got a lot of you fucking You said I'm tattoos. trying to get some FaceTime. I'm like, is he about to get, about to get the FaceTime, nigga? No, no, no. Not yet. Like, not we, ain't yet. Ma- we ain't made it. No, no. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast, but like. Face and hands. Yeah, my last, my last conversation I had with my mother before she died, she made me promise her that I wouldn't go crazy on my hands or anything from the neck up. And I told her, I said, Mama, I can't promise you that. 
but I won't do it until I make a meal. So that was, you know, I do got small hand tattoos. So you got a meal over there, nigga? No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> but, but she knew I wanted to bomb these. <laughs> hold out over here? She knew I wanted to bomb these bitches out. And I do want to get a tattoo on my face, but. Love and hate on your fingers and shit? No. I, <laughs> <laughs> what movie was that in, dog? That was uh, Do the Right Thing. He had he had the. Uh, Niggas thought that shit was so the cool. Knuckle, the knuckle. You know what I mean? Niggas got love and the hate knuckle on their fingers. They fist now and shit. Yeah. No, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that shit, but. You know, a few ladies told me I was handsome and I shouldn't tattoo that on my face. But, bitch, when I get this bag, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. So, um, that's it. Listen, man, I got some pet peeves and shit, dog. Okay. Uh, listen, well, we, we done with the pleasantries. Let's air listen, it out. Listen, fam, because currently, right now, there's one, two, three of the last four text messages is question marks. Like, if you send me something and I don't fucking respond, don't send me no fucking question mark, dog. Don't fucking send me no question mark. I seen the shit. Yeah. The read receipts is on. Even if I didn't see the shit, because I haven't even got to these messages, who the fuck? Don't send me no fucking question mark, <laughs> man. You got a lot of rules when it comes to texting you and shit. Or don't ask me no question with three question marks. That shit irritate the fuck out of me, even at work. Like, why the fuck you got three question marks? What wasn't enough? You know what I don't like? When niggas call me back to back. Damn. Like, nigga, I got caller ID and I got your name and number saved. Like, the first one was sufficient enough. Don't call me again. Duh, don't call shit, me again. That shit irritate me. Unless it's, like, one of my kids and I know, like, some shit is up. But other than that, don't call me again. That shit like saying, nigga, did you hear me? That's what the extra question mark is. Like, like nigga, I'll respond to your fucking message when I, I feel like responding to your fucking <laughs> message. I'm fucking busy, dog. <laughs> shit. We running the business. Even if, I, like, in general, though, like, just because I got a read receipt on and I'm able to read your message, that don't mean I'm able to respond to you right now. That That's pretty daring for you to always keep your read receipts on. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's okay if you know I, I saw the shit, right? Because... Yeah. Even if they're not on, I assume you see my shit anyway. Even shit that I haven't read yet, sometimes the shit come up on the screen. Whatever. Like, I'm not about to, oh, really? You ain't seen the message in 22 days? Like, fuck all that shit. I'm okay with you knowing I received the message. I received it. It's read. When I'm able to respond, I will. I'll respond. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't get it. But don't send me no fucking question mark after the shit, because now I'm not fucking responding. Not I, I don't have a problem with never talking to people again. Like, on some, like I don't care. Sometimes, I mean, I'm, I'm. Sometimes I'm petty. I unblessed somebody today, dog. I saw that. That was petty as fuck. Like I say, bless you. I wait three. You get like one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, without unbless you. God damn it! Say thank you. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? I don't, I don't, it's not me. Too many blessings I get. I can't be giving out blessings. Do you know why no people reasons? say bless you when you sneeze? Yeah. Bitch, you could have died. Yeah. Now unbless you. <laughs> Fix your own damn heart. God damn it. Shit. Oh man, <laughs> it's been a ta- it's been a taxing week. It's been a motherfucking taxing man, people, week. Some of the shit niggas text me, niggas got the audacity. I just I'm, I just don't respond to some shit, dog. I just don't got it in me to respond to some shit. Yeah, yeah. Phones make niggas real ballsy because you don't have to interact with me personally. But but I'm gonna pick that bitch up, and you are gonna have to see me one day, and we gonna talk, man. And I like confrontation. I, you know what's so funny, dog? Um, like, I don't mind confrontation at all. No, I'm, you know I'm, I'm the saying? same way. I, don't, I like, like that shit. I go out of my way to avoid it because I don't ever want to appear 
like like I'm just on some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So I go out my way to avoid as much as I possibly fucking we can. We have to exercise customer service. I'm talking about in life. Well, in I mean, even in life, you sometimes have to exercise you know what I'm saying? customer shit, service. I, I go out my way to avoid an issue. However, once that motherfucker flipped the switch, it switched, whatever. Anyway, dog, man, well, it's been an a, a interesting week, man. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I feel like Russell Westbrook. Sometimes Say that I, name again. Russell Westbrook. Okay, that's not how it came out the first time. Oh, well, it sounded like two W's. Russell. Uh, you know, he was uh, at work, essentially. Yeah. And a nigga get the yapping off at the mouth and say, get on your knees like you used to. Yeah, and Russ, and Russ let him and his fiance, well, you know, have what, a have a piece of his mind. But first, what the fuck does that mean? I don't. It just sounds disrespectful. I don't know what the fuck the context of it is. But Russell if a nigga said it was racial, I'm like, okay. But if like, a nigga came in here right now and told you to get on your knees like he used to, bitch, we gonna close the door and beat the fuck out of you. That shit sound sexual. It sound, I'm like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> first off, what's going on here, fam? Like I ain't never <laughs> used to be that. That nigga Russ was like, no, nah, nigga, I, I, like, I'll fuck you up. No, really. I will fuck on everything I love. If a nigga say on everything I love. He mean it. He mean woo. it. And, you know, that whole shit with the NBA, There's when you sit in courtside court or really close to the players, like I've, I've had the opportunity to sit courtside quite a few times. And, like, the players will talk back and forth to you. You can have a dialogue sometimes and shit. But you – it's like if I go to McDonald's and a nigga working the fries, like still be, still have some common fucking courtesy and some decency. That's all I'm saying. I like I equate it to like road rage. Um, like the reason, in my opinion, this is just me thinking. Like the reason people be so mad at road rage and stuff because like I know you wouldn't flip me off the bird. If you wasn't in another oh, vehicle oh, yeah, yeah, going yeah. 60 miles an hour. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So now you really ain't going like, nigga, fuck you, fuck you. And now you doing all this extra shit. So, like, you think I won't say something to you because you're two rows back. Like, yeah. you talking all this shit because you think that I can't say something. So that shit probably really makes me even more angry. Like, nigga, I'll fuck you up. You and your wife. Yeah, and just because you bought a ticket doesn't entitle you to say or do whatever the fuck you want to do. I understand them, them courtside seats, them seats two, three rows back, those are expensive seats. Enjoy the game and shut the fuck up. Did you hear the gentleman? Yeah, uh, I heard his whole whole ass answer. I just asked him, you to, know. You know, I I your knees, bro. And everything. And I, I've never said anything. I never cursed him. The, the, my wife, she this is her first game. Never said. I found this nigga Twitter account. He told Russell, Russell oh no, he's been he's had it out for Russell. Okay. He said, go back to he said, go back to where you came from, hashtag MAGA. <laughs> yeah, bro. He said the N-word before uh, towards somebody else. like, fam, you you like you This, this is little, how you talk. This is what you do. This general nice this is what guy you do. that you gave the interview with. Nah, fam. And he said his wife he's Russell said his wife said it too. So in that point, nigga said, I will fuck you up, nigga, you and your wife. Now, that's not to be taken literal. Maybe it is. The, and, I don't know. The, but NBA, like, the NBA gave him a little slap on the wrist. He had to pay 25 k 25000 Yeah. They find They find Russell 25 k Fuck that. That's a drop in the bucket. That's the heel that I'm dying on today. No, fuck that. No. You just get a nice little letter in the mail from Adam Silver. No. It's attached to your locker, and the 25 k is already is already gone. 
I'm appealing. I'm I'm being a fucking I'm gonna be an ass about that shit. Because like he said, like, listen, man, I've been in the league eleven years. I ain't never had no issue. You know what I'm saying? I take it. Y'all all the criticism y'all telling me on TV and everything, I take it all. You ain't never heard no disciplinary stuff about me, my personal life, on the on the court, whatever. I'm not just gonna one day just jump out and say I wanna clearly what he was saying was racial and I, I don't feel there's any kind of protection for me as a player. People uh, crazy out here. They are, but the NBA does have that rule like if you get, you know, like disrespectful, you can be removed and banned. And the fan has been banned from the jazz arena. But the the attendant was standing right there though. Yeah. He was already there. Russ had to bring him over like, hey. Do something. Do your job. Oh man. No. I'm not with that. No. Y'all, the, the seats didn't used to be this close. That's the NBA and y'all teams trying to get really, really gritty with the money. Yeah. No, put them back for safety concerns, mine and theirs. I always felt like the malice at the palace should have changed up a little bit with, like, security and how things are dealt with I watched at that an video NBA game. Too. Ron Artest ain't want no parts of Ben Wallace, dog. No, he did. I'm talking about <laughs> Ben Wallace was like, what's up? No, nah, uh, he he just saw it going a different way. He he pushed him and he ran up to him and he went down and laid down on the bench. I mean, yeah. on the on the little score table. I'm like, no, nah, I want to fight. And then nigga hit you with a cup and now you want to scrap with the fans. No, fam, he had gotta, to get he had to get that aggression. You out. got a grown man right here wanting to fight with you on something you just did, and now you in the stands. Hey man, Ben Wallace was a tough motherfucker. Now, once he went into the stands, however, <laughs> uh, he he was he was giving niggas that smoke. Wow. Ron Artest, Woo. him, Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal. They were throwing hands. With that super punch. Nigga. They were throwing hands. He came out of nowhere and socked this one dude, knocked him back, slid him. But, I mean, again, that barrier was breached. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a – I understand that these are grown men playing a game. You understand? Like, yeah, I've played ba- – we've all played basketball. That does not give you the right – to say what you want to or put your hands on this grown man there, while he is at work. There is a line in everything that you do that you should not cross. Exactly. And once you cross this line, anything's liable to happen. Yeah. All for, bets are off. For an example, the Russ Westbrook, that was a, an example of line, like you a habitual line stepper. Right. Boom. There was also this week in Arizona, a habitual line stepper. What happened? Uh, a young Caucasian woman oh, at the zoo? decided to take a selfie and cross the barrier where the, as she said, the black jaguar. Fuck <laughs> 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 you mentioned that the jaguar was black for it, goddammit. She went over there, past where you supposed to go to try to take a selfie, and a nigga wrenched there. T'Challa, uh, <laughs> a black jaguar is called a panther. Lady. Right. Uh, T'Challa reached his hand through there and grabbed her and got a little meat. Got a little meat. <laughs> she all right, laying on the ground, running back and forth. Like, you better get your ass up. And she was, she w- did you see like the interview afterwards? Yes. She was really like on some shit like this was the jaguar's fault. Said the zoo Bitch, this needs is to a- make it. Uh, me, me to push it back like nigga it's already back you went over it this is a barrier <laughs> <laughs> you crossed the barrier with a wild fucking animal who I, I that, feel the jaguar I, went jaguar you understand <laughs> like he did what the fuck we were supposed to do I never I've never understood wanting to get this close to a wild animal 
Like for what? Why does she? She was like, okay, when the black jaguar, it wasn't a bunch of other jaguars out there, fam. I don't know how to turn my flashlight off on my phone. Jesus Christ! I, it's I, this button that looks like a flashlight, right? Oh my <laughs> nigga! I always had to call Siri. Wow. I'm serious. Well, you can't make Siri turn it on and off. Yeah. When I can't find my phone in the crib to say that's, Siri turn the light on. Yeah, in the middle of the night, that's what I do. But yeah. anyway. But she, she was, she is really my whose man's this. It just, it was a perfect segue, so I brung it up. But like, hey fam, like, you can't do this, okay? You can't jump over a barrier with the wild animal and be upset when you have breached into their habitat at this point. I want to see the picture, though. That she got? Because, like, you know. That selfie ain't worth it, bro. Like, the, when the thumb hit it and when the, <laughs> maybe we can see, like, the hand grabbing, I mean, the claw grabbing the arm or something. Shit ain't worth it. But uh, who mans is that? She's trying to blame the zoo. Did you see the reporter t- yeah. turn his head like, what? Like, no, it's not the zoo's fault, man. Not at all. But that's uh, that's white, pri- white privilege knows no boundaries, bro. I was it knows absolutely no boundaries. I was definitely upset that she referred to it as the black jaguar. Like that was the first thing she said. Well, the black jaguar, racist jaguars now. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know if you know this, but big cats will piss on you. Yeah. I've seen it happen. I've seen like she a was, lion kind of like squirted somebody, and I was like, Nah, I'm I'm straight. She must have been really irritating to him. Because he stuck his hand through the gate to grab her. Like, that take a little bit of guile. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe that just take you standing there too fucking long to get this picture. Because I, I seen the gate. Like, the little squares ain't that big. You yeah. know what I'm saying? His hand can get through it. Like, so he was like, oh, I want to get this bitch. And she was probably like, pose. Yeah, all all of that shit. Getting she probably called Bitches love angles. She probably was like, this little nigga jack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, little T'Challa, little nigga T'Challa. <laughs> Give me up. Yeah. Give me that goddamn phone. He probably she probably had an Android. He probably tried to slap that shit out of her hand. She should be banned from the zoo too. Yeah, don't come back here, fam. No, nah. you almost got him killed. Yeah, because they was they was talking about euthanizing that yeah. motherfucker. That's see what they do to the black jags. Because they did it to that uh that gorilla. Because your ass want to jump down there. Yeah, because a little boy jumped in jump in the enclosure. Shout out to Harambe. He dead than a motherfucker. That's fucked up. <laughs> Nigga minding his own business. Yeah, man. Uh, man, we got one or two ways, man. We can stay lighthearted. We can, we can, we can get into. Let's get into some gangster shit. All right, man. Did you see what the fuck was going on in New Zealand? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Without uh, what do we call him? A white extremist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like really, because. Did you, he wrote like this long manifesto and explained why he was about to do it, why he chose to do guns. Um, he shot and killed like allegedly like 49 people, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm skeptic in a motherfucker, right? When I like, start hearing numbers, uh, I know somebody was shot and hurt. First thing I go is go to Twitter because I want to see video. I know that shit sound gruesome, but like I want to see regular people video. Because when I was on Google, I just kept seeing the same three pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like one guy, what they with, want you to see. Like one guy with like some blood on his pant leg in front of a hospital. Like it was like three pictures that I saw on every website. So I'm on the Twitter looking through videos or whatever, and I saw this one video of uh, like inside one of the mosques, and it, it was clearly with like a cell phone, and it was like scanning the room and showing like some of uh, like the victims out inside and outside. Like, oh, nigga, this shit look real. It's like, a- like. Shit was hanging out people's heads. Like, it was, like, not 
it's not it's not pretty, but like nigga, this happened. It's terrible that the climate of the country that we live in has brewed this type of hate and fear in people. You know, just because somebody practices another religion, doesn't believe what you believe in, does not make them evil. Doesn't make them wrong. Were you a were you a bit relieved when this wasn't in the United States? No. I don't know if a relieved is the right word. No, I but. can't I can't say that I was because now that this happened in another country, this all, all this does is continue to throw gas on the fire of what they believe us to be as Americans. Because they they look at Donald Trump as a symbol of America and that these type of feelings come from that leadership. When, you, when I say terrorists, there is a, a, a picture of a person that someone that typically pops in someone's head. Oh, when I think of terrorists, I think of a young white male. Well, when we think of a school shooter or mass shooter, that's 100% white male. Yeah. Like when they think about terrorists or airplane bombers, they want to give a middle somebody from the Middle Eastern uh, region or whatever. But like, fam, 100% of the shooters are white. Yeah. You had that one dude from Virginia Tech was like a, he was Japanese or Chinese or he was oriental of when some you, sort. When you tell me terrorist, I think of a young white male, plain and simple, an American fucking terrorist. I mean, in, in America, the terrorists have historically been white. The Ku Klux Klan were, by definition, literal terrorists. Facts. Like, there is no other, de- like, I literally did shit to, to strike fear and terror, and I did it in May. I burned down houses, burned down trucks. Like, that is terror. Yeah. And it struck terror. So, uh, this is wild, though. Like, I wonder how that's going to have an impact on our political elections and things. Because I know it's going to be talked about. You know, when you do something like ban Muslims from the country, just like, be- how do you ban a religion? Yeah, when you when you start doing like that, you incite fear. Because when 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 you ban Muslims, so, like that's a racial slur now, because you're not talking about the Muslim faith. So you can mean to tell me you kicking Farrakhan out? Yeah, you kicking all my. My, my my nation of Islam brothers out, you know what I'm saying? Because they're Muslim by the, you know what I'm saying? By faith. When you say Muslim, you're talking about someone from a Middle Eastern country. Right, exactly. And now that's a racial slur because you can't ban But Muslims. you're essentially ba- ba- banning it's like those saying, people from those countries. It's like saying I'm banning niggas because that's literally what you're saying. Not lit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're not, you saying I'm, I'm banning all the, I'm banning niggas. We we've incited that type of fear and that type of hatred in the world. It's not going to help no type of way. When I don't want this to happen, I'm a, I'm a preface it by saying this. But at some point, if y'all keep sending y'all white males into our mosque and our schools and keep shooting them bitches up, I'm going to send some of my people yeah. to your schools. Because Re- retaliation is is eventual. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all pin that 9-11 shit on them, but, like, I know what the time it is with that shit. You know what I'm saying? But, like, America don't fight wars here. It's always somewhere else. Right. The only war that we fought over here, we lost. <laughs> the British came and burned the fucking White House down. Yeah. That's wild. But I look at, like, I have friends of mine that are from the Middle East. You know, I got homies of mine that live in Dearborn with their families. Yeah. And, you know, I would hate just, just as a, a friend to a friend, 
I would hate for somebody to have that type of hatred in their heart and kill my friend or his wife or his family or his children. That type of ignorance in their heart, because that's really what it is. Indeed. After September 11th happened, I ended up working um, at a place called PC Mart um, down on 94 in Trumbull. And I worked with a bunch of people from Yemen, um, Iraq, a bunch of Middle Eastern. Mm -hmm. And it was me, uh, another one of my homies, Charles. We was both, we had both went out, we left NIT, we went there, and it was a Mexican. It was two black guys, a Mexican, and the rest of them was Middle Eastern. And I met a guy named Magic, and um, I was able to, we, you know, we, we became friends, and I was able to learn about his culture. Mm-hmm. I was able to, like, he's one of the good, the best people I know. Right. You know what I mean? And I got to ask questions, like, man, well, why did this? Or um, how come, uh, the women are covered up or how come this, like I got to ask questions and not be like on some be invasive. accusatory. Right. Right. And he was like, man, man, I invite you over to dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to keep the, keep the blinds closed and stuff like that. And like, he was explaining like why it is a certain way. And it's just culture. Like, it's like, this is, these are traditions that we were brought, brought up with. Like in our tradition, like at a funeral, why do we put somebody in a box? Why do we bury them and put a, a a stone on top of their grave? Like that's a tradition. Yeah. Like when you want to marry somebody, you don't got to put a ring on their finger, but that's a tradition that we have. Right. Like, and we just do it because we was taught to do it. Like they got different traditions. They're not good, bad, or and like if you physically harming someone, maybe that's a that's a that's a messed up tradition. But if it's not physically harming, I'm not demeaning you or something like that. And like they just different people, and I'm like, wow. But that's the beautiful thing about America is that we're all different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you throw all these differences into one pot and it creates what should be a glorious thing in a beautiful country. Unfortunately, you know, I, it's also created a lot of hate, yeah. a lot of hostility, a lot of ignorance, a lot of insolence. And, I you know, we're, 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 living, we're living through that right now. Like if you hate a bunch of another race, I'm almost guaranteed it's because you don't spend enough time with them. But hate is a learned behavior. Yeah. It's a learned behavior. And if you was able to spend time with the other people that you claim to hate, you would reckon you would realize like, I don't really hate this people. Yeah. I, I really hate the rhetoric. I hate the stereotypes that I've I hate always some of the heard. things that you represent. I, I, the things that I've heard about you. Right. Like um Iowa's like or Vermont is like ninety seven percent white. That's the whitest place in the country. You don't know what black people are. Everything that you've heard about a black person came from television. Because yeah. the rest of the 3% of your state is everybody else. You know what I mean? So, like, what you think about black people is probably what you saw on television. And what people in America, if you don't live next to... We got it different because Dearborn, Dearborn Heights, we have a lot. Other than the Middle East, this is the most concentrated place. Of, but, it, but, but it still has the same theory. If you do not open up yourself... To learn about those yeah. about people and their cultural differences and the things that they do, you'll you'll still be blinded by that same fear yeah. and hate. Like us here in the Metro Detroit area, like we grew up them our whole lives. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Went to my schools and stuff like that. But like, if you live insert state here, you don't come in contact with Muslims or people of the the Muslim faith or from Iraq, from Iran, from Pakistan, from Yemen. Like, you don't come in contact with The only thing you know about them is what you've seen on television. Literally, what you've seen on TV. Or a movie. Yeah. And we've been, they've been teaching you that they've been bad 
since G.I. Joe. Yeah. Since Back to the Future, the terrorists in Back to the Future was from the Middle East. They've been telling Passenger 57, the people who hijacked the plane from the Middle East. They've been telling you that these people have been bad since you can remember. So now when a plane crashes and they say it's somebody from the Middle East, oh, yeah, it is. That's them. Because you've been programmed to think that way. You're right. Like, G.I. Joe was in the sand. <laughs> you know, G.I. Joe fucked us up in a whole other way. And I've always had this theory. Yo, there's a lot of shooting on G.I. Joe, and niggas never died. Man. Nobody ever got shot with lasers. Lasers. <laughs> Everybody walked away at the end of the day. Yeah. Because no one was half the battle. But G.I. Joe fucked us up. Where could you, why you, where do you think you can find a G.I. Joe TV show at? Like, where, them, where those cartoons at? Uh, it seemed you, like it. You would, can order like box sets. It seemed like it would be a market for that to be on television. Like if it was a channel that played GI Joe, Transformers, the Jets, all the old cartoons and stuff. There was like Boomerang. I think was the name of the the channel. It did like the Jetsons and the Flintstones, but like all the ones that like like all the hardcore shit we watched growing up. You got to tell, like, there's Teenage a lot of people. Ninja Turtles. The original Teenage <laughs> Ninja Turtles. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, when niggas heard that theme song. Bitch, we ready to fight. Who was you? <laughs> oh, my nigga was Donatello. That was my nigga. Purple? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, that was my pop's favorite. My pop's used to buy us, uh, you know, the the Ninja Turtle toys, and he would, we'll play with ours, but he'll keep his, like, in pristine condition. Don't And don't touch his shit. Yeah, he still got them, though. That's, that's, like, he still has probably them. worth a little bit of paper. Facts. But yeah, nigga, I love some Ninja Turtles. Yeah, dog. I got. G.I. Joe was my shit, too. Sergeant Slaughter was a living, breathing G.I. Joe character. Facts. (laughs) Nigga stepped right off of the cartoon and right into the wrestling ring. That's crazy, right? Nigga, remember he had that little tank that he used to roll in? So what came first, though? The G.I. Joe? Like, was was him as a persona before the cartoon? I don't know. Or, like, or did, like... It was, like, integrated. It was, like, one and the same. Or did somebody be like, hey, I'm gonna take this cartoon persona and... Dude, like, I wonder which came first. Hey, man, that shit was perfect, though. Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> a we legend, dog. Yeah, we got to look he that did shit movies. up. He did. He went from cartoons to wrestling to movies to just being an international icon. Sergeant Slaughter. An international. Didn't Mr. Wasn't Mr. T like a, a G.I. Joe? I vaguely remember. No, man. no, no, my nigga. I vaguely remember a Mr. T G.I. Joe. Mr. T was not a G.I. Joe, dog. I'm gonna look this shit up, like man. Old pig or somebody. No, he was he was in the cartoon. I don't know. I don't remember that. Hold on, man. But it gotta be a lane for for all the old school cartoons, all the Jetsons. The- boom, boom, Mr. T, Mr. T G.I. Joe, my nigga. Boom. (laughs) I do remember this, dog. Yeah, nigga. I do remember this, dog. Yeah. Oh, this look bad. Look at this one right here. Look at that. They gave him red (laughs) lips like he fucking uh, minstrel show dial or something. Damn, dog. Mr. Listen. Nigga, this is William the Refrigerator Perry. It's also a G.I. Joe. Facts. Listen, do me a favor, man. Y'all listeners. Go to YouTube and type in Mr. T interviews. Watch his first interviews on um, David Letterman and stuff like that. You know, Mr. T, before he turned like nice and all funny and family oriented, he was a hard brother, man. 
Like just hard. I've seen some chiseled. of them early, them early interviews. And he had a a rough upbringing. Yeah, and and everything he was about was positivity. He had hard exterior. They was like, "Why you wear these shoes? Like you got them all taped up." Be like, "Cause I give all my money back to the kids. I'm from the streets of Chicago." Da 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 da. And like this, what keeps me grounded when? Cause he was just a bodyguard. Yeah. He would bodyguard the the protect the stars, and somehow they put him in the movie. And then that ended up being on the A team, and then he ended up getting rich and all that other stuff, man. But them old Mr. T interviews, man, they had some fascinating stuff, dog. Like, it is really fascinating. Mr. T is a G.I. Joe. Yeah. Can't now, take that I, away from that nigga. Now, neither. this new Mr. T who be on the little TV commercials and shit. He an old man now, man. I don't man. know who this nigga is. He an old man. He be laughing and smiling. This nigga would not crack a smile for nothing. You know, sometimes I always looked at it like this. Like, when people play certain characters, that shit stick in your mind forever. For yeah. me, that nigga will always be Clubber Lang and how he was working out in the motherfucking snow and yeah. beat the shit out of Rocky. It's, it's other characters Sebastian like... Stallone is always Rocky to me. Yeah. Fuck the Rambo shit. Fuck whatever else he didn't did in his life. Nigga, you are Rocky. And there's other... Like, nigga, Danny Glover will always be Mr. <laughs> I'm on the Mar- uh, Color Purple film. Oh, okay. I watched it one time. And then my nigga... He's Lieutenant Murtaugh. My nigga Lawrence Fishburne will always be Furious. Ike Turner in my eyes. Oh, Furious Styles for me. Oh, huh? I ain't bad. Or uh, the Matrix nigga. What's his name in the uh, Matrix? Neo? No, 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 Morpheus. Morpheus, Morpheus. yeah. Morpheus, that's a, that's a powerful role. Yeah, it was. Will, Will Smith. Smith turned that shit down. Yeah. Oh, I did remember. I got another Who Mans is this. Okay. I got another Who Mans is this later. All right, man. So listen, a couple of weeks ago, man, we uh, posted a couple. Uh, hold on, hold on. Before we before we jump into the questions, one more thing. This this whole school shit that's been that's come out about these rich parents paying for their children. Aunt Becky. To get into school, I don't give a fuck who she is. You know, we tell kids if you, you know, you got to work twice as hard, be twice as good, and they still get a foot on their fucking neck. Like these white motherfuckers have bought they ki- bought their kids into UCLA, UCLA, USC, photoshopped them niggas doing sports and shit, sports they never played. Fam, how you get a sports scholarship and you don't play? You you get a rowing scholarship and you don't. You row. ain't never row. <laughs> what? Like, and I just wonder how some kid. Like, shout out to my homeboy Ryan. He went to U of M, and once he got to U of M, he got a rowing scholarship, and he was on the row team. You know what I'm saying? That's some hard fucking work. Yeah, it is. And that, that is some hard fucking work. So it's somebody out there busting a fucking ass to be on the rowing team, and uh, Aunt Becky's daughter gets photoshopped in some pictures, and you lose a scholarship for that. It's, somebody didn't go to school. It's kids, it's kids all over this motherfucking nation busting their ass in high school classrooms right now just just for a hope and a prayer to get into some university, to be the first person in their family to go to college. And <laughs> you telling like me this, your, your mama and daddy write a, write a check for a half million dollars and you, you in there. They know that shit don't matter in real life. One of my homeboys work in um, HR. A few of them do. I asked him, man, do y'all call colleges and get transcripts? He was like, no. Nigga, you can put whatever the fuck you want on your damn on that diploma. Yeah, I gotta graduate. I got a diploma. I mean, I got a um a master's from such and such and such. Ain't nobody calling. Who check who paying to check that for every applicant? Nobody, fam. Nobody. Oh man. But they know it sounds fucking good 
on that paper. So I will pay however much it takes for that to look, be on your resume. If that's going to get you into To continue a, to set them up for a better a better life than what they already fucking got. It's going to cost me $40,000 so I can get the the stamp of Stanford on your on a on a job application whatever. Boom. So if you do run the paperwork, I'm officially in there. I'll pay it because whatever job you get, they're going to teach you how to do that shit. Yeah. Outside of like the medical field or some shit like that, like you need you niggas need to read. But but what if that shit were to come up in the medical field? What's the little the little black boy who was fixing <laughs> yeah, up? Yeah, man. Like you can bullshit your way pretty yeah. far in life. I'm terrified of, of of surgeons and doctors now. I watch I listen to a podcast called Doctor Death. Man, this neurosurgeon he butchered people, man. He he killed people, maimed them, paralyzed them. It was like fifteen people in a in a in a short span. And he went to the schools and everything. He played football, went to school, got his um got his set. He was a smart kid, but he just wasn't a good doctor. And he was on drugs and everything. He fucking destroyed people, dog. It's a podcast it's called Doctor Death. It's about six or seven episodes. I'm talking about I was cringing listening to it, not watching it listening to it and they interviewing like the people who are now quadriplegic one of his one of his friends let this foot not heal right jay one of his friends and his roommates he did brain surgery on quadriplegic yeah man i can't so then i googled the guy because i i I gotta see what this nigga look like and read like the articles and shit like that and uh, and uh, different hospitals, man, they could have nipped this shit in the bud, in the bud, man. So look, if y'all ever get a chance, man, go listen to that. Uh, I'll be plugging other people's podcasts, but that shit fire. Shit like that made my blood boil. Man, bro. I'm like, damn, I don't trust this. How do you trust? Like, you got to go read reviews on doctors now. Oh, nigga, when I when they sent me to that doctor yesterday that I had never seen before, sight unseen, nigga, I googled that shit before I went to that office. What's fucked up is he had good reviews and. Like, he'll fuck some people up and just go to a different hospital. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Go to a different style in a different hospital. I got privileges here. I got privileges there. I say privileges because I watch uh, Grey's Anatomy, and I'm like, fucking. Never, I've never seen Grey's Anatomy. Man, I caught up on Grey's Anatomy right around the time everything was going on mm-hmm. with my mom. Um, I watched, like, 11 se- I, I watched, like, all the seasons, like, during that whole time frame. And it, it now I just got, like, a connection with it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, man, that shit just terrifies me, man. But all that just to get that stamp, I'll pay whatever it takes for these kids to get this stamp. It ain't fair, man. They going to jail though. Yeah. <laughs> or but they how, got arrested. But I'm how, gonna say they going how, to jail. How far back and how far reaching do you think this goes? Because this like, ain't this ain't new. This well, can't be new. I was wondering, like, why is this the story though? Like, I I assume that this is what happens. Like, I never thought that this wasn't going on. Maybe I'm naive enough to think that if you worked hard in school, you could get into college. I mean, just. I believe it's something different, though. UCLA, you just don't walk into UCLA. Look, man, I know a young man right now uh, in 12th grade has, you know, great GPA, you know, has done, you know, his community service. Played on the basketball team, and I've, I've, I'm, he got accepted into Stanford, like off his his merits. You know, I know his mother, I know his father, like he's just a regular black teen that worked hard and wanted to do better in life, and he got accepted 
into Stanford. His parents are not rich by any stretch of the imagination. They people that I went to yeah. that I know from high school, middle school, and shit like that. Like they just regular working class black folk that raised a regular hardworking young black man. And he, he got in on his own merits. And I think it's fucked up that somebody else, you know, can just pay pay a couple dollars and get in. Uh what's our what's our mayor name? Gresham? Is that her name? I'm not mayor. Our, uh, Governor. Governor. I, th- I think I don't know. So she bought the. They trying to get it passed where if you in the city of Detroit, or if you in the state of Michigan, you get free. Uh, in Detroit, specifically, you get to um, free community college. Free community college. I think it's a great fucking idea, dog. Yeah. Like why education should be free. By the way, like I'm with that. You need. Doctors, lawyers, engineers, whatever, you know what I'm saying, just for society to run. So why would I build a barrier for the people we need to make society run? If ain't nobody got no money, how are we going to, like, the world stops working if you don't have people to do these things. Like, it should be like, I in my ideal brain, it's like education is free. Whoever want to be a doctor, come over here and learn about the shit. Whoever want to be an engineer, go over and learn about the stuff or whatever. Because right now you got people taking a profession specifically so I can make a lot of money, not because this is what I want to do. We need to get out of that. And, and look at also options for like trade schools. That's what. <laughs> you know, I, I never forget my high school counselor, Mr. Washington, told me the best place for a young man to be between the ages of 18 and 22 is, is in some type of learning institution and cultivating your mind. Listen, man, I didn't go to a four-year uh, um, uh, university. Me neither. I went to a trade school, for the lack of a better term, to learn electronic and computer technology. You know what I'm saying? I was in that bitch building computers. I did all the software side. I did all the um, the hardware side. And then we just did electronics and, you know, building microphones. And um, I, built a, I built the AMFM radio from scratch. You know what I'm saying? Learning all the other stuff. Like, And I got that information in roughly about two, two and a half years and then I left there, started working in the field. I had a job at PC Mart. We was fix up the old computers, sell them on a week. But you know what I'm saying? Like, then I have people who coming out of college with a computer, you a computer engineer, and you don't know how to work a fucking computer. Yeah. Like, I learned how to do this stuff and left literally and got a job in that field. I mean, same thing for me. I didn't I didn't go to a traditional four-year university. I was like, when I graduated high school, I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do the everyday shit. I did do some time in community college, you know, which helped. But I, I went did, to, too. And I, I went, went to Specs Howard. I went. I wanted to learn how to be on the radio. Well, you know what's so funny is I did not – that wasn't even my goal. I was there – I was up there with my girlfriend at the time, and she was trying to be one of them nurses. Shits, and I was just around that bitch looking at the wall – I'm like, man, that shit look kind of cool, man. <laughs> I was in, uh, I was at WC3. Then one of the ladies came out and talk, started talking to me. And like a couple weeks later, I was going there. No, I, and it was like the best shit ever. I got some. And I'll be going. honest, the same shit with me and Specs Howard. Like, that ain't where I wanted to go out of college. I mean, out of high school. But I remember my dad came home one day, seeing me playing PlayStation on the edge of the bed. He was like, nigga, either you're going to work full-time or you're going to go to school full-time. So what's so funny is, like, uh, so I went to the National Institute of Technology, NIT, which was, like, uh, the company certified them was, like, Corinthian schools. Uh, Then they got bought out by Everest. And then Everest became what it is now. Now it was, like, a running joke. Oh, you go to Everest for this, whatever. 
you keep making fun of these motherfuckers and they're actually doing the shit that you actually yeah. need. Like, fuck, I'm going to sit here. Traditional for, school just ain't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? You've been listening to Andrew Yang? No. You know who that is? No, I'm not hip. He's running for president. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't saw, know that was his name. So I'm on The Breakfast Club, of course. Um, also saw him on Joe Rogan's podcast a couple weeks before that, sitting down for about three hours. And uh, I ain't never been excited about a presidential candidate before like this. Not even the black. He's got a lot of interesting concepts that he wants to. And backed it up with information, though. Yeah. You know, not just like he had an answer or a solution for everything that makes viable sense. Uh, but this whole like your jobs are going to be replaced by robots. Like we don't fuck the Mexicans. They're not stealing your jobs. Robots are replacing your jobs. The top three, the top five jobs in America is a call center worker, um, factory worker, um, a salesperson, um, and secretarial work. And all those things are getting automated. And within five years, and the truckers. And, like, they get the self-driving truckers, they're coming. Yeah. And then you have, what do you do? You know what you can't automate? Ain't no robot coming to your house and fixing your sink. You need somebody to do eating and cooling. Right. Like that's some things you can't automate. It's going to be very, very difficult for you to automate. Heating and cooling. You leave heating and cooling. You leave out making 40 bucks an hour starting off somewhere. Yeah. Get your ass in heating and cooling school. And my daughter's mother was in, I think she's still in school for heating and cooling. I mean, God bless it. I hope it work out for her. Man. All right, man. So look, a couple questions that, um, we we had posed a little while ago. Is this an Axe the Shop episode? Uh, I don't know, man. We just going to have. So, would you? This is a perfect question for you, by the way. Okay. Well, let me answer it then. I mean, you posted it, so. Oh. <laughs> uh, would you allow your 13-year-old daughter to attend her best friend's baby shower? Nope. Nope. My baby ain't going. And it's not in... You know, I understand that's your homegirl. You want to support and all that shit. But that's sending, like, a message that I'm just not comfortable with. Um, I'm just, and I'm just asking. I have a stated opinion here and there or whatever. Uh, what exactly, what message is that sending? You know, I was 22 when I had. It's 56 comments. Like, people really went in in these comment sections. Yeah, I was 22 when I had my first child, and it was incredibly difficult you know, even though I was a grown man with I was with his mother, yeah. you know, she was my girlfriend at the time before she became my wife. And it was incredibly difficult to have this bo- this baby. I remember I brought my son home from the hospital. Like, what the fuck we do with him now? Had like, a baby shower. Yeah, we had a baby shower. We had a baby shower. Right. Did friends and family come? They did. And they bought us a lot of shit. Did you want your friends and family there? The baby shower wasn't really for me. I just kind of hung around in the basement and grabbed chicken when I could. Do you think um, your wife at the time, or not, but y'all weren't even married yet, you think she was happy that her friends and yeah, family Yeah, and I get that part. I, I do. I do. But I think at 13, like, you don't know what you're walking into. You have no clue what it's going to take to take care of a motherfucking life. So what I do think people took this question a different way. I think people was like, would you throw your 13 year old daughter who's having a baby, a baby shower? And this was like, would you just let her go to her best friends? Like that is your best friend, right? People here like, no, 
and she can't be friends with her no more. Well, I'm not gonna go that far. Like, I'm just not. Is it? Woo! Nope. Nope. This is not a celebration. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm just it's not. It's a no for me, dog. Then, uh, when it's happy hour, uh, it depends on the tone of the event and the girl's family I and like their her. reaction to preg- her pregnancy. If friends and family are coming together simply to provide support for this young lady who definitely can't do shit on her own and their disappointment has been made known, then I'll let my daughter go. The girl obviously needs support and guidance and that she wasn't getting before she got pregnant and people showing up and pouring love into her and encouraging her to keep pushing and try to do something with her life may not be the worst thing. I also want her to have exposure to how it is in the household after the baby comes so she can know how difficult the little girl life is about to be. I think that's a really, really solid answer. It is. I like when it's happy hour. She always, you know, has some poignant yeah. points when she chimes in. Mostly people just saying, no, no, absolutely not. I don't want her to be around this environment of having a baby that young. Yes, it happened. Yes, you can't take it back. And now you have to make the best out of it. But I feel like the message and environment is not conducive to what I want for my daughter around. Furthermore, I will hope that this wasn't her group of friends to begin. Listen, fam, the old 13 and 14 year old kids are having sex. Yeah. We just can't be naive about it. Like, and it's natural. I'm not even, I'm not, that, that doesn't mean that it's a good idea. But when you like in the eighth grade, because that's 13, 14, fam, like it ha- like it was happening when I was a kid and it was happening before then. Like that's when I your mean, body I, started. I was 14 when I started, but I, I was in high school. But You know what I'm saying? But like, no, this is like, I'm I'm not saying it, it should happen or. We just got to be realistic about gotta it. Got to be realistic. You got to protect them, whatever, right? I don't necessarily believe that just because you go to the baby shower, that means you're supporting that or you think it's a good idea. Like I, I, got a, I got a lot of friends who did a lot of fucked up shit that I was with them for. And I didn't do none of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, nigga, I know that's a bad idea. It's gonna <laughs> be, I'm, I'm watching. It's going to be a train wreck, but I'm not doing that shit either. Yeah. You know how many times I didn't been in the vicinity of a, a B and E and I just, I just didn't go in. I feel you. And like, I'm not riding with y'all either. <laughs> with yeah. the, you know, I meet y'all somewhere later, but like, I know what's going on. I'm around. I didn't want to do it though. Like I know what the fuck I got waiting on me at home. <laughs> so, uh, it was interesting. I don't know the answer to this question though. I don't know. I'm, I say I stay away from it personally as a parent. Cause like, no, thank you. What I also think is like, I think that the reason some of these kids are so fucked up is because the parents were young. And the, what I mean by that is because the quote unquote grandparents were so disappointed and the young child for having the baby, there was a disdain for the child itself. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. You was angry at the girl for having the baby and that, that energy picks up, man. And I think that has a detriment on that child, the grandchild now, how that child is raised in love because everybody like, oh, man, it shouldn't happen. What has happened already? So now what do we do? We got to raise this child up in love. Yeah. You got to. It's about to be really, really hard. And now she ain't going to have no friends. She pregnant going through, going through the biggest thing of most people's lives. And now you as the best friend, you can't go. Like I would, I'm not about to make my daughter or my son be fake as hell. 
Now we're gonna have a discussion because what we do in our household is gonna be different than everybody else's household. As for this house. Yeah, but I'm not gonna tell you to bail on your friends in their time of need. If it don't cost you nothing. Fair enough. If it ain't putting you in no danger, I'm not gonna tell you to bail on your friends and this is the most nothing more important gonna happen in this girl's life than having a child. I hope no, I don't wanna say that. I don't what's more, I don't wanna say like the pinnacle of a woman's life is having a child. What's more important that's gonna happen in this person's child besides creating life? Maybe she'll get married, get a degree. Like there are varying things that are more What's more important to you? You having your child or having a degree? Oh, just because that's on my on my scale of importance doesn't mean that's like not Damn, somebody a whole, else's. A whole entire body came out of you, someone, dog. Like I think that trumps a degree. Like you made a heart and toes and feet. Shit came out your stomach. I think I think that's to each his own. It, it depends on your value scale. For me, yes, having having well, children like this that's the most significant. I don't think I don't think even for me like having children is the most significant. Because you and, didn't push them out. It ain't come out of you. I'm just saying, like, I have other goals and shit that I want to, like, nigga, when I cash my check, first check for $10 million, I'm sure that's going to feel pretty motherfucking good. Like, that's that's a goal of mine. It was never, I don't, <laughs> don't want to say nothing too wild, but I mean, I'm just saying, that's, I have my own personal goals and pinnacles and achievements that I want to, that I want to touch. And being a parent does not define just everything that Damon is. Okay. But that's going to be the most important. Th- I mean, that's the most physically, that is the most substantial thing that's ever going to happen to this person. Like what else could you physically do besides having a whole fucking baby? She could get married. She that's could, not something that you physically do. That's some emotional shit. Physically, <laughs> what's going to happen to you? You got a whole life growing inside of you. I don't I don't know, man. I'm not a woman. I don't even want to. I didn't want to jump off that cliff. Um. All right, this is a. I already know your answer. Okay, well, let's. Should a man hit a woman if he spit on him? I'm gonna knock that bitch out. <laughs> I'm gonna turn into. I'm gonna turn into '89 Mike Tyson, and I'm gonna knock that bitch out. Um. Don't spit on me, fam. I mean, that's the most dis. That's that's one of the most disrespectful things you can do to somebody. Should a man hit a woman if she spit on him? No, you shouldn't hit her. You should blow her teeth into the back of her fucking throat. Man, I and the woman ain't nobody ever spit on me. Ain't nobody ever spit on me neither. Thank God. A nigga spit in our direction and a brawl happened. Uh, As it should. Down at St. Andrews. Shout out to Buddy. That was a first. I think that's the first time we went out with that nigga and shit. The first time I met we muddy a troublemaker. Muddy a troublemaker. Matter of fact, it was muddy and Fred. My, me, Two troublemakers. Demerit, Jay Gray, like the whole the whole clique that we were yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was them. That was the first time I went out with the niggas and shit too. Like these young ass niggas, man. That's how you're brawling in the streets. Yeah, man, it happens. Uh, At least you know they soldiers. Some of them. Uh, <laughs> everybody ain't fight. <laughs> I know money arrived. I know if if worse go to worse, nigga, we scrapping for sure, for sure. Hey, man, look. Muddy is one of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. And, you know, I know you you introduced him to me. But all I can think of when you talk about Muddy fighting is the strength of David. (laughs) (laughs) It's an inside joke. And we'll keep it there with the strength of David. (laughs) Shout out to my nigga Muddy. All right, man. This is a, it says tricky question. We posted this a little while ago. 
if a man proposed to a girl and she says no, is the relationship over? If you get fired, do you still get your benefits? Fuck no. They they end. It depends if you if, <laughs> if you get divorced, they definitely still get <laughs> uh, if, if your team loses in the playoffs, do they make it to the championship? No, that bitch is done with. We done. Like on the car ride home, like I hope that you're figuring out where the fuck you gonna move to, because we're over with. Man, I just want to point out the, the the hypocrisy in some of these uh, the posts in the, that I, I see on this one, because the women was all like, first off, it's forty different, it's forty comments on here. Um, I do think it depends on the context of the ask, right? So. As long as it's not like some bullshit proposal, like like if I fucked up and I'm like, all right, marry me, yeah, and you say no, like all right, nigga, we know why, but yeah. Like if we like in a like ain't nothing really fucked up happen, I say I want to marry you, and you say no, we're not on the same page. The relationship is over. Yeah, right. If yes, it's done. But the women be like, no, maybe she's just not ready, and all the other stuff. But I'm like, well, ain't that what happened when the man when the woman ready to get married <laughs> and the man that won't, he not ready. Y'all, act, y'all, y'all give ultimatums and say the relationship is over. Yeah. So how is this situation? It's this tricky. Depends on the couple. But I think for most men that I know, the relationship would be over. For a man to propose to spend his life with you for real and to be told no, I would imagine would be a tough pill to swallow. Hurtful. Shout out to Simply Siv. Uh... That shit is fucking demoralizing. No, we're not together no more. That's a low blow. Men not equipped for staying through that kind of rejection. True that. Well, I don't know if equipped is the right right one. Hey, man, call it what you want to. My pride ain't going to let me stay. So Sugar Ray said it should not be over. Maybe she's just not ready for Sugar, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. And then you said maybe she's not ready for me to hit her with one of her friends. (laughs) Oh, man. Get the fuck out of here, man. Look, if I ask you to marry me and you tell me no, I'm never going to ask you to marry me again. So listen. If first of all, if I ask you to marry me and you tell me no, I'm never gonna ask you shit again. Not what do you want to eat? What time is it? Are you cold? Do you want to go home? Like none of that shit. We're done. Yeah, dog. The relationship is it's a, it's a it's a it's a no for me, dog. The relationship's over. <laughs> it's fucking finished. Like what? Where we go from here? Are we was not on the same page? I bought a ring. Like I I bought a ring. I told people I was gonna propose. Yeah. Like, this is embarrassing. Engagement rings are expensive. Especially if you go. A nice do, ones. Do the, the rule of thumb. Yeah. The the three, three, three months of your salary. Yeah, that's a quarter of my yearly earnings, fam. And hey, you going to tell me no? And, and I probably didn't, like, I didn't took you out to your favorite restaurant and got. By, by the way, I don't plan on, like, that's a lot of, depending on how much you make it, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I'm not spe- no, <laughs> fam. You know how much a quarter? No, I'm not spending. That's that a nice. Rate. That's a nice little chunk of change. No, I'm not spending a quarter of my earnings. I know what year. I spent on my, the first engagement, on the only engagement ring I've ever purchased for my ex-wife. It cost me a a, a lot of money, a lot of money. Under that, below or uh, above or under ten k. Oh, it was less than 10K. All right. It was less than 10K. 
I wasn't over. I mean, we was kids. I, it was over five. Shit. We was kids. Like I wasn't making a ton of money, but I, I was doing all right. I think five should be the max, fam. Fuck is you walking around with five thousand dollars on your wrist for? You trying to get us robbed? I mean, I want it was for me. It was a display of my love and affection. Now, I say for this. Her. I say this in, in halfway in jest because I don't care about the ring at all. I don't need. No, nah, I take that back. I did purchase another engagement ring. <laughs> wow. So listen, she never got it though. <laughs> Fucking whore. So listen, I don't care about the ring. However, I know that's a thing, right? And I do know when when you be out and about and niggas try to get on. And they look, I know for a fact when I see a chick married and she cold and I look at a ring, if that ring cold, like super cold. He I'm love not, her. He I'm love not, her. I'm not fucking with her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if it's weak, I might still go, <laughs> I, might, I might pass you the drink still. But like, so I don't ever want my wife to be out here looking bold with a with a ball ring. So like, I might throw the money up just so you look good. Save face. Yeah. Like, nigga, you ain't about to stun on her. Nigga, we, we, we do it over here too. But in real life, I don't want to do that because I think it's a it's a it's a waste. They are. You gonna spend fifteen thousand dollars on a fucking ring? You know you know what could have bought with fifteen thousand? You got a whole fucking car. Car. <laughs> I'm not spending fifteen. No fuck out of here. You got bro. a trap house. <laughs> I could have I could have bought a foreclosed property in Detroit. Nigga, that could have been the down payment on a house in 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 insert city here. Fifteen thousand. Yeah. Fuck! I look like spending fifteen thousand dollars on the you, you love her. You love her. I love and you. Love enough. make you do stupid shit. I love you enough not to play you like that. I give you. I give you an ultimatum. I can drop fifteen thousand dollars on this ring, or I can drop fifteen thousand dollars in this investment properties we about to get. Uh, your answer to this question determines if we get married or not. You still gonna have to buy a ring though, Jay. All right. Well, when one of these investment properties flip. Okay, so a flip for thirty. Now you gonna spend thirty on the ring? I mean, that's money that 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 made by itself. That's passive income. That shit I ain't had to work for. That that made itself. Okay, yeah. But if I got fifteen grand, oh, we gotta make some more money off this. It's stupid to spend it on a ring. I'm gonna give you the money. You can I make think it's decision. stupid to spend that on a wedding. But I mean, like, nigga, this nigga, the ring costs more than the wedding. Jay, I'm just saying, man. I want to. I'm. I'm just speaking for me. This is not, I don't get the hold on, shit hold on, hold on. Just this is just for me because I have the desire. Like I have a strong desire that I want to get married again. Like I, I pray on it. I ask the Lord for it. And if He sends me a wife, and He gives me the capability to buy, you know, the future Mrs. Bradley a fifteen thousand dollar ring, then goddamn it, baby, you're gonna have it. But let me tell you something. When we get married. And let me just throw this out there. I don't want no wedding band. Bitch, I want a Rolex. With this Roly, I be wed. Just slide that bitch on like a ring at the ceremony. I can respect that. And I definitely do want me a, a, a Rolex. Because I don't like rings, but I will wear that Rolex every day. Facts. And um, I want a Roly now, but I don't I don't think I've accomplished enough in my life to get it. It's going to be a, 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 a gift that I get myself when I think I, I did it. I'm worthy of it. My dad stunned on me a few years ago. He was like, your grandfather had a Rolex. I got a Rolex. You ain't got one. And that shit, that shit, <laughs> that shit hit me square in the stomach. I'd be like, well, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll have one soon. Nah, <laughs> I, nah. listen, I might have two soon. 
<laughs> now I want my own. Sooner or later, I'll have two. I want my own roll. You catch my grift, Dan. You catch my drift. I'll have two. I want soon. my own roll. And I'll pass them down to uh, my sons. I need but to... I really do want to be able to pass my roll down to my son. I mean, yeah, because it's, it's a timeless piece. Bitch ain't going to do shit but appreciate. And it's not the most expensive watch. They've, they they think was they want you to be able to recognize it's a Roly at 25 feet away or something yeah. like that. Like, that's dope. But um, I still want one. Yeah. Roly's on TikTok. Shout out to G-Rock. Yeah. They was in here today. Yeah, shout out to G-Rock. Um, I think we had another one on here. I don't know, man. That may be it, man. Okay. You said you had another whose man's is this. Why don't we just go ahead and bless him with it? Um, on three one three day, something strange happened. Okay. Instagram and Facebook went down for about ten eleven hours. Okay. It's down for a long time. It was. People didn't know how to act, but I was out enjoying myself in the world, taking pictures, had something to eat. You know what I'm saying? I I had a pretty decent day that day. Mm-hmm. But when Instagram came up, it was a joyous occasion. Everybody was happy. Some of some of us were a little too happy. Okay. And well, those us us that call ourselves Instagram models. No, uh, it's a gentleman by the name of Will Smith. Uh, he was so happy that uh, Instagram was back up that he decided to twerk to um, Tatiana. The Fresh Prince? Yeah. Like on all fours. Oh, no. Nah. Like twerking. No. Nope. Bust down, Tatiana. Bust down. I hate that fucking song. Blueface sounds like he writes his rhymes before he ever hears a beat. Fam, there is nothing cool about Will Smith twerking on Instagram. I completely agree. Look at this shit. Come on, dog. Look at this shit. Come on. Like, you thought I was bullshitting. This nigga's on all fours. In front of another man. Well, we already know who wear the pants in this relationship. Come on, man. You the Fresh Prince. You ain't got to do that. Wow. And they doing... Come on, fam. Whose man's is this? Jadis. This nigga could be the next president, fam. You think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, if anything's possible in this life. He lost my vote. Where Andrew Yang at? <laughs> Why is this man twerking online? I don't know, man. That's, that's And I saw I saw a lot of women posting it saying how much they love Will and how fun. Like, no, there's nothing funny or cute about a man dancing like a woman. Nah. Him on all fours shaking his derriere. Pause. To not, bust down Tatiana, bust gonna, down. Not going to do it. Whose man's is this? Not going to do it. Jada, come get your husband. J-A-D-A. <laughs> Got beef with the fans and the D-A. Jada, come get your husband. Oh, shit. Too much Did you play. see that the trailer? Uh, a little mini movie for Bel Air? Yeah. That was dope. Nigga, that shit That was dope as hell. Fire. Yeah. That Will Smith would have never do that. Nah. Like, I would, I would watch that movie. Yeah, it's a dope idea, and the, and the creator that did it has said like they they've had confirmation that Will Smith saw it. I would watch that Netflix special called Bel Air. 
Like if it's dark and grimy, like, yeah. grimy like that, and realistic, and not all that 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 funny shit, I would watch that on Netflix. Hey man, I mean, Fresh Prince of Bel Air has some very hard hitting topics throughout throughout the lifetime of the show. Facts. It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, one of my shit. favorite episodes. Hey dog, we was talking about that episode on an episode of uh, this week in culture uh, with Ant and like. We must have said that shit like 30 <laughs> times. Like, it's a thing now. It just <laughs> happened. Like, come on, man. That's the that's one of the greatest TV. That's a that's a great TV moment. Though. It was. That's a great moment. Ben Vereen was your dad. It and he just kept dipping. Happened. Yo, you and Ant had a subject about pegging on one episode of Did This we? Week in Culture. You touched on it very lightly because it happened on an episode of Boomerang, I think. Oh yeah, 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 like yeah, man. I don't, I don't, yeah, dog. So look, no, nah, man, just no. Nah, we don't have dog. to talk about it. <laughs> I like the, this boomerang show, man. It's just too gay for me, man. Like it's a good show. Like it's some. It got. It got like. It, they just like I get it, Lena Wraith. Like I get it. That's your lifestyle. But you throw some gay shit in every episode, like, like some like, fam. This is like gratuitous gayness, like, <laughs> like. Hey man, it's somebody's if life. It, if it wasn't even gay, like, like, fam, like, if this was too straight, people, like, why are you just like? It just seems a little bit too much at times. Like, it ruined the episode. It's somebody's life, man. But no, it's an exaggerated version of it. Like, y'all can tell the story better than this. Is what I'm saying. Like, it, it literally departs from the, the the story of the episode. Sometimes, like, all right, what, what, what's going on here? Yeah, man, I mean, people in their 20s, early 30s, they explore their sexuality. I'm not saying that you can explore with, with Dane. It's a lot of exploring going on <laughs> But, show, you know, it happens. Uh, my music pick for the week, I'm going to keep it with, I don't, I don't like to say local, but I'm going to keep it with a Detroit rapper. Independent uh, artist. In, yeah, independent artist, Dusty McFly, Buffy's and Benihana's Part 3 fire man you see the video yeah man and dusty be spitting and um he did up at uh 1701 bespoke yeah nelson was in yeah, the, yeah i saw the, he had nelson, nelson in was it. in the video uh getting his getting the suit together. getting them measured up yeah, yeah. yeah. shout out to the homie nelson sanders who's always fly facts now he in music videos man. tailoring it up you know what i'm saying shout out to the homie yeah so buffy's and benny hana three is my music pick for the week Is that me? Yeah. Oh, well, that was a, a sample. <laughs> <laughs> was that it? Yeah, it was. Uh, that was it. Uh, that was a little sample of the uh, <laughs> of the music there, buddy. Um, yeah, man. Um, that's all I got, man. Um, oh, the link to the Shop Talk Cypher still is going to be in the, in the bottom of this episode. Go follow that YouTube page because I got to get this subscribers up. Because I only got one video posted. Yeah, um, but we got some more site. Uh, as soon as I'm off the men, I'm telling you my Cypher series is coming. Um, I got some stuff coming up. Um, Urban Podcast Month is coming up in the month of May. And uh, we just got some fire shit lined up, man. Do, do we give a shout out to to the homie who had who had a birthday? Oh, the, man. The, the 4'11 unlegend. We got a shout out to uh, the 4'11 legend, uh, Bressomania. Uh, thick flare. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some more. Come on, man. I know you got. Uh, I don't. Why? I don't. I don't. Motor City Oprah. Yeah. 
Cheyenne. Cheyenne, shout yeah. out to you. Happy birthday. Welcome to the 30. Welcome to the 30 ball. Yeah, 30, 30, 30 for 30. Uh, 50 Shades of Shea. Um, shout out to her from Views from the Thick, man. Download that podcast. We just did a, I was on an episode, this past episode, it was two hour episode. Yeah, it Music. was good though. I, I listened episode. to it. It was good. And um, So happy birthday. Facts. And uh, You going to the celebration? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I might need to. You know, I'm a, I'm a little crippled. I might need to catch a ride with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying we're the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jane Dane. Hell yeah. Peace.